0: Welcome to another episode of Books That Make Us Better. My name is Kayla Jo.
1: I'm Megan.
0: I'm Lydia. And I'm Jessie. So, we finally are going to get into the, the meat and potatoes this week of Green Lights. We've talked a lot about the introduction. The turkey uh, brownies. Sorry, the I just turkey- had to interject. No, I love it. The, the turkey brownies of Green Lights. We're in it. We're, <laughs> balls,
2: we're balls deep. Turkey balls? Turkey yeah. balls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh,
0: so let's before we dig in, let's just get it out. Somebody <laughs> it say out. it. Somebody say Jesse.
1: What say what say it? Say, say it. it.
2: Say what say it,
1: Jesse. You know about you,
2: you,
1: you know. know sounding
2: bad because you're both sick. No,
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> playing
2: <laughs> <you're plain> coy. <laughs> just say it. no. I just am. Um, This particular part of the book is very detailed in events that I just find a little hard to believe.
0: I feel like you feel like Matthew McConaughey is on this podcast with us because, like, just lay it out. He's not going to listen to this.
2: Mr. McConaughey, I just (laughs) need a little bit more evidence. Then I don't know. And even if the stories aren't true, like, I still get it. But I'm just such a very. I'm not good with things that like didn't really happen, or like I am very literal. And so I don't read a lot of things that are fictitious or fantasy or like that's just not my style. Uh, this so is essentially- maybe why-
1: <laughs> I feel like this is why I must be getting it understanding this a little better. or like, while I feel like you, Jesse, I'm like, okay, but what's the point? and like, maybe there isn't a point perhaps there's no point but also i read a lot of fantasy so i'm just like maybe i'm just supposed to enjoy this little anecdote <laughs> but okay it's kinda i don't weird know
2: because i find myself like i have a great imagination i'm very creative i can think outside the box so it's not like sometimes i'm like maybe it's just because i can't do those things but i can i don't know maybe i just can't do those things when i read or i don't know I okay, like- so
0: we're dancing around this. Jesse thinks this book's bullshit. Like, I, like <laughs> she's obviously not going to
2: say okay. it. Well, but I'm also only one part in, so I'm trying to be fair. Same. Okay, but Jesse's over here like Matthew McConaughey.
0: It's not you, it's me. It and is. I'm like, no, it's it's you, Matthew, it's McConaughey. You, Matthew we, McConaughey. We
1: McConaughey.
2: But don't maybe know he's just real. so much smarter than me that I, I just can't understand don't it. think that's Ew. true.
1: Ooh. Do you but believe that, you read
2: I don't, but I'm trying to like understand why I don't find these stories like making me want to. And ma- and again, and maybe it's because it's more of like a memoir up until this point, and we've read very like, okay, if you have, you know, these symptoms, here's a cure.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I I don't know.
1: It's true. It's definitely not. This is not in our wheelhouse. Even though we hardly have a wheelhouse, like we have two. We're two books in. We this is the only our, We're building the house. We're still. building the house. Yes. Um. Um. But I agree that this isn't like it's not in our usual thing. And I find myself grasping at straws for like what it, what's my takeaway. But again maybe there isn't a takeaway and maybe we're just meant to enjoy it and maybe yes. we're trying to read too hard I don't know I, don't I might know. be
2: using the wrong lens and maybe but that's I still
1: what... I do agree with you that I'm having a hard time believing half the shit he wrote but also I want to take I like want to be fair and not be like the you know like the girl who says she's been like sexually harassed and somebody's like well give me the proof you know like yeah. I don't want no, like no, no. to be like that to him either like this isn't your life yeah like not really but also what the fuck you had Peyote in a desert with a mountain lion? No you didn't. I'm still not <laughs> believing that.
2: Here's the other thing that I'm going to say and I'm going to uh, I are all of our listeners, I'm sorry if this does not align with how you feel, but I actually don't enjoy the audio. And I like his voice. I like him in commercials, I like him in movies, but him reading to me feels very like I don't even know. I just I've I don't to like listen it. To
1: it. I guess. I didn't I I haven't don't... heard it. I just
2: want to be, please, I had to turn it off because I'm like, I don't like him reading to me. I
1: don't like it. I'm sorry. How about, how about you, Kayla, Lydia? Have you listened to it?
2: Yes.
3: No, I don't ever do audiobooks. books. I, oh. so, um, I just read it, but like his, his voice is in my head. Can you guys do
2: that? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. 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 Okay. Yes.
3: Cause That's I know some why people, like some people can't, like they don't hear that, but I hear his voice when I read it. So like, I'll read words in the way he would say them
2: yes and, and I, I was very like I'm thinking Lincoln Navigator commercials yeah. like everything I've ever <laughs> seen him and I'm like this very like, like how to lose the guy in 10 days yes it's like, very smooth soft yeah. like just very kind of like I don't yep. know uh, uh, what he is on the audio to me and maybe I, I don't know I'm gonna check the speed that I have it on or something but I don't like any of it
1: I like it. You can read it at double the speed or triple the speed, Kayla. Did you know that? Yeah. You can breeze right through books and you can I, listen to them in a chip punk voice. No,
0: I just this is what I love about this whole conversation. Is that this is every like aspect of something Jesse doesn't like It's literally it's not it's not you, it's me. Like,
2: <laughs> it's so okay Well to I'm just thing. saying, like if that many people like it, it has to be a me thing.
0: I I, I mean maybe not no it's just it's okay if you just don't like it
1: i feel i feel a little bad because Lydia's the one who submitted this book and we're just shitting all over it no I'm sorry but
2: it, uh, maybe we just haven't got it like i'm trying my best to go a little further we're, yeah and know. that's
3: i mean i haven't read the whole book yet because i made myself slow down so that i wouldn't have to like go back and reread things to um mm-hmm. to do this so i can't even tell you like my opinion yet because i haven't gotten through it either um I will say that there's a part a part that comes up where as I'm reading it, I'm like, There's no fucking way
2: you remember <laughs>
3: all of this. Exactly. But there were times when I read Untamed where I was like, did it really go down like that? Or are you taking liberties for the story? So Yes. Yeah. I
2: okay.
3: and to me like Untamed was memoir ish but with lessons mm-hmm. that we could take off out yes. of it. So that's how I looked at this was memoir-ish with some lessons. So if that doesn't work out, then that's my bad. But if it does, then, you know, then I guess that's what I was going for. But
1: I think I think it has potentials.
3: We shall see. I say either
0: way, we get to get together once a week and talk about fun stuff. So yeah. I'm here
1: for
2: it. I don't give a shit either way. No. Oh, no. I'm here for it all the way. I just, just... You just are not
0: here to listen to it.
2: And we get it. We love no, it. No, I'm turning the audio off. I'm using my own Sorry. my own brain for this. I'm not going to be read to by Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm over it. You will not, not read to me, You sir. will not
3: read to me in that tone. If Paul Rudd <laughs> wants to write a book and read it to me, if he just wants to like talk to me every day of my life I would where did
2: Paul Rudd come from that's my celebrity crush
1: celebrity crush (laughs)
3: that man I think we're gonna start
2: what was the band we were talking about that I didn't know incubus Incubus. oh yes okay I was like this sounds like another incubus conversation Mm, (laughs) no I know who he is but I just it it (laughs) felt like we were gonna go down that path oh
3: no
1: (laughs) I knew Uh, that reference okay oh my
0: gosh I can't believe Megan hasn't told us to get back on track
2: yet
1: Okay, we are. I've been thinking Here about it, but my child is laughing in the background. So I'm like waiting. <laughs> <Thank> you, She's <laughs> being held hostage.
2: <laughs> we believe
0: the power to change lives is within ourselves. We believe with the right attitude,
3: anything can be accomplished. We believe the amount of knowledge and insight available is
1: limitless. But we don't think life should be taken too seriously.
3: Books that make us better. An Alpha Media Podcast all yep. right let's
0: do it who's who's kicking it off tonight megan it's
1: me and my <laughs> kids still laughing in the background
0: it's fine see here. that's so cute cute
1: now i'm gonna tell them to shut the fuck up just kidding <laughs>
0: no she's not look at her she just muted her microphone <laughs> She's not joking. Oh, To the listeners, yes. She's a very sweet mother. She is not yelling that. Though, in all fairness, she has her mouth covered so we can't see from the side. I didn't that
1: she's say saying. shut the fuck up. Okay. Was like, hey, gosh, I'm live. It's recording. I love right. the laughter but I'm picking it up.
0: Okay. <laughs> that sounds like you.
1: I made it nice. Alright. Let's okay. get it, girl. Alright. We're starting in part one. Um, So, the, he calls it outlaw logic. So, I feel like this was like, this is a glimpse. I mean, is this a glimpse for his future partners is my guess for this one? Like, hey, this is how I grew up with my family. Um, FYI, this is how I might be in a relationship. I hope not. Um, So we're reading a story um, about his mother um, and father and um, talking about how his dad had just gotten home. And so he comes home and he's ready to eat and you know, I don't know what job, blue collar job he has, but he's, you know, he's done with his, his job and he's come home, he's hungry, he's ready to eat. So he's starts eating and he asks for more potatoes. Well, he doesn't really ask. He demands for more potatoes. And Matthew McConaughey sets the scene, says he's this huge dude, just big guy. Um, And his mom just immediately is like, oh, sure. You want some more potatoes, fat man. And like, just right off the bat, just who knows what got her going today but she's pissed so she just keeps egging him on um and he pretty soon flips the dining room table evidently and like she's already on her way to the phone so evidently this is a common occurrence like she's ready to call 911 everybody's got their assume the position the kids are hiding not overall not a healthy family relationship I'm gonna say um so she evidently swings uh the telephone at the father, breaking his nose, blood's everywhere. Um, And then she grabs a knife. So this escalates very quickly. Um, He, however, grabs a glass bottle of ketchup and starts taunting her. She's like swinging at him with a knife and he's like splattering her with ketchup. And then as in all good movies, uh, suddenly they're done fighting and now they're sexing on the kitchen floor. I don't, Okay. It's very weird. In front it of your children. Was in front of your children who have been cowering because you were fighting with weapons. But I think the thing that we're supposed to take away from this, if there's anything, first off, um, everybody's love is different. And this is how his parents loved. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, toxic. Um, but I don't approve of this kind of love. No. <laughs> we're going to broad strokes take that message. Um <laughs> That's, they communicated in a very, uh, yeah, toxic way. I agree, toxic. Um, And it mostly sounds very, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Just dysfunctional relationship. Um, And so he's, I don't know, maybe painting a picture of where he's come from, possibly. Um, I think that's what I'm trying to understand. Right. Um, he did throw a little bumper sticker in, which I liked. Um, the golden rule and everything in moderation. Two adages often solicited as general rules for life. There's a loophole in each. Sometimes people don't want to do what you want to do. And one man's appetite is another's indigestion. So I, I get what he, I get that point that he's trying to be like, you know, well, the golden rule is do unto others as you want to do to you. But maybe that person doesn't want to do that thing okay fine I get it um so that maybe was just like a glimpse into Matthew McConaughey's life I can feel like Lydia's got something to say (laughs) what
3: (laughs) my (laughs) honestly like this I just don't understand it and um my first thought when I read this was like a DHS needs to be called in this household like these kids should not see these things, Mm-mm. and how does that not impact you as a grown-up? And mm-hmm. th- and I thought too, like, what is he like in a relationship? Because he has like at least two kids, so right. what the hell is he like? And so I'm, I'm hoping we'll like find that flag. out in this book. Like, it's like a red flag. <laughs> yeah, like red flag. Is he breaking cycles that his parents were yeah. a part of? Like. Uh, so this is interesting to me as we read more. I want to know
1: if he's better than this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Totally. Because it seems like he still kind of adheres as we get further in, he adheres to these teachings from his father, which again seemed rather toxic and dysfunctional Yeah. and like not things that I would take to heart, but also like his time in Australia. I know that's skipping way ahead. Um, like, he he used some really good insight and, yeah. like, really good thought on the whole thing. He was really good about that. So, I thought, okay, well, he's... That apple fell far from the tree, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. Again, we can... I feel like we can... We could go on and on about this till we're blue in the face about the dysfunction and the...
0: Hey, this... That whole part is... A life lesson and
3: work hard, play hard. Yeah, um, sure. Hard, Wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> to like okay. start making up? Sh- yeah, let's just like say phrases that don't make sense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> work hard, play hard, guys. Work hard, play hard.
1: The Play, play being the knife and ketchup scenario. In I case mean. anyone's wondering.
2: <laughs> okay, but yeah. also this is how ridiculous my brain is. So, as someone who cooks for a living and teaches other people how to cook 12 inch chef's knife is entirely unrealistic for a home kitchen like <laughs> the most common size would be eight to ten inches i'm sorry to to call out Salad. your size, matthew mcconaughey but a 12 inch chef's knife i'm sorry wasn't hanging out in your kitchen in the 50s Does mean and 60s 12
1: inches including the handle
2: i you know maybe i don't know but as soon as i read that i was like bah that's not even possible like there's no way like, and then I just can't even think about anything else, even though that fact does not matter at all.
1: <laughs>
0: Detective Jesse, <laughs> like, as long
2: top. as they just he could have just said knife and I would have been fine with my day, but he had to specify the size, and then I had to think about it, and I had to Shoot. be like, Nope, that, nope, 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 no, you nope. did not I don't, I it. glossed
1: right over it, it was just like a knife, but like, <laughs> straight, seriously, what the fuck? She went, but How from-
2: ridiculous that that's
1: something that I'm like, mm mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not true, not true.
1: <laughs> nope, I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> and that woman has got to be packing a punch for her to hit him over the nose with a phone, which, like, I mean, I know they were hefty back in the day, but, like, it broke his nose. Yeah. Dude, I,
2: girl. I had scenes of, like, Wonder Years in my head, like kit- the kitchen from Wonder Years, or oh, like don't yeah. bring Winnie into this. I'm not, no, I'm not comparing it, but I'm just saying, like, this is what I or like I'm trying to think of another show that was based in that my like my grandma's
1: old phone. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone just think of your grandma's old phone.
2: No, and, and anytime you say the word grandma, I just think about the word Davenport. My grandma always oh, calls a couch a Davenport, same. Yeah. Oh, same. and I can't get over it. I'm is sorry, it too I soon to
0: bring up the golden girls?
1: Too soon. Oh <gasps> <gasps> Betty uh, R-I-P. <laughs> No, that was, was that was a lot of ADD right there. Yeah, sorry. Um, Back on track. Was, Back on track. Did I move on? Back on yeah. track. Yes. Okay. So now we kind of move into um, I a, like just another anecdote about what his family values were. So first we see that the family values are maybe none, but then I don't know. He turns into saying that there are family values. So he gives a little. Um, background of like where the families come from. Um, and then they talk about the kid structure. So he's got an older brother, Michael, um, and then an adopted brother, middle brother, Pat, and then he was an accident, um, and was the youngest. Um, so anyway, it sounds, it still, again sounds very dysfunctional. Um, he was an accident Dad, the dad didn't believe that he was Matthew was his kid. Um, even though he definitely was, um, and instead of going to the hospital when he was born, he went to the bar. So again, with that, um, and then he talks about how he gets an ass whooping. Um, so principal, what, no, what is it? What's the word? Um, corporal corporal punishment. Thank you. Was a thing. Um, in mm-hmm. his home. Um, so, But they talk about the things that he, what, what he was punished for was um, not using words that hurt, um, you know, going by the name that you were named. He didn't want to be called Matt. Um, he didn't want people, his mom didn't want people calling him Matt. Um, he wanted to be called Matthew. Um, they taught him not to hate and then they told him that he should never say can't and that he shouldn't lie. Um, so, while well, they use corporal punishment to instill those really probably very good values um, he learned those really good values Um, and then he ends that little section with another bumper sticker that words are momentary and intent is momentous which again these are like his bumper stickers are really insightful Um, I think it possibly his home life really fucking sucked when he was a kid but he came out of it okay and he probably doesn't think it sucked himself I mean, he's, to me, he seems to talk about his family like it was golden and, like, his dad taught really great lessons. Yeah, which Sound is very great, weird, Good too. for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good for him that he took the, the good stuff away and, you know, doesn't seem to, I don't know, doesn't seem to have been affected by it. Um, Yeah. I, I feel like those are some good things. Like, overall, he did learn, like, those good, valuable things in life, you know, value people, don't hate them, don't lie to people, Um, don't say I can't, you know, keep trying. So, again, more insight into Matthew McConaughey.
0: I did kind of like the spot, I guess I didn't highlight it, but I liked the spot where he talked about that, like, he came from a family of disciplinarians where you better follow the rule until you're man enough to break them. But then he talked about how it was always, not that I'm condoning this, but it was always a belt or a backhand followed by your favorite cheeseburger and milkshake. to celebrate a lesson learned like that's
1: that's grooming
0: i don't think
1: (laughs) or like a dominatrix situation
0: i don't think family dynamics are that way anymore i mean for some people they are but i think a a different type of parenting is coming to the surface as like the generations move on but i do think like a lot of people probably did experience that kind of parenting
1: yes for sure yeah and i mean again kudos to him gold stars for getting out of there and i don't know writing. Writing some okay things and like actually coming out with a decent head on his shoulders, probably. I don't know him personally. As like, far as his we book can tell, seems go. okay. <laughs> he seems to be, I mean, he was in the desert on peyote in a cage with a mountain lion, but I mean, who hasn't done something crazy?
3: <laughs> who hasn't played Bongos naked?
1: Who? Haven't Indeed. we all? Mm-hmm.
3: So this next part of the book
0: um, talks about his mom and she, I found these next couple of chapters to be pretty entertaining. Uh, She seems to be funny from what I can tell, or at least he wrote her to be a pretty funny character. He said that she's a true baller, living proof that the value of denial depends on one's level of commitment to it. She beat two types of cancer on nothing more than aspirin and denial. She's a woman that says, I'm gonna before she can, I would before she could, and I'll be there before she's invited. Uh, He said she's 88 now and um, very seldom does he go to bed after her or wake up before her. Uh, So then he, this part I thought was kind of funny too. He said, nobody forgives themselves quicker than she does. And therefore she carries zero stress. I once asked her if she ever went to bed with any, uh, any regrets. She quickly told me every night, son, I just forget them by the time I wake up. (laughs) And she also always told him, don't walk into a place like you want to buy it. Walk in like you own it. So she sounds really funny And he goes into this story uh, that he calls Little Mr. Texas, where she entered him into a Little Mr. Texas contest, and he won this big trophy. So his mom framed this picture of him and put it on the kitchen wall. So every morning he'd go to breakfast, and she'd gesture to it, and she'd say, look at you, winner, Little Mr. Texas, 1977. So he ended up coming across this picture years later and he zoomed in on the bottom of the trophy and it says runner up, <laughs> <laughs> runner up. So for all these years, he thought that he won it and he actually was the, the runner up. But uh, when he confronted his mom about it, she said, no, the kid that won it, his family had a lot more money than us. And they bought him a fancy three piece suit for the contest. We call that cheating. No, your little Mr. Texas. So she just like created the story and lived by it, man. Which I think is I don't know. I mean I mean it kind of makes
2: sense when it with him because he talks about how he was like a mama's boy. And so like you see a lot of that in him just kind of living by his own rules and saying speaking what he wants into existence. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. I mean, the what she did what those little stories just kind of i think paint the picture of how, like how he is and who he is
0: well yeah. and now that you say that i guess like the second story that one i can just sum up real easily he was in a poetry contest and he wrote a poem and she was like what do you think of this one mm-hmm. and uh so he changed the poem even though it was plagiarized <laughs> and she was like oh well, if you understand it it's yours right Yeah. and then he won <laughs> she said, "Shit, they'll probably never find out, and if they do, all they can do is blame you and take your medal back. So fuck them." <laughs> Which, like, now that Jesse says that, you're right. He does kind of make up his own. Yes.
2: Yeah, like, so maybe all, maybe these things are untrue. But who's, you know what I mean? Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Somebody is going to say that they are untrue, and then what? Like, shit. Outlaw you just logic. got there.
1: Outlaw logic.
2: Oh, that all oh. just made sense. What well, would you look at that? And no. I think sometimes we... <laughs> I think we correlate a lot of times that sons are going to have their father's characteristics, but maybe he's trying to show like, that he has more of his mother's characteristics. Sure. Deep I don't insight. know.
0: Look at you, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, Miss, I don't really understand.
2: Okay. Maybe he's like just smarter than me. Putting all the pieces together <laughs> for us. Clearly. No, I'm not. I just you guys are taking me to places that I didn't think about before talking to you.
1: This is the whole point of this podcast.
2: And I was just
3: thinking as we've all been talking, the fact that she can kind of like, you know, live in denial if needed or can create whatever she wants her life to be in her head or whatever, that could also really kind of explain how she's able to stay with his dad and get divorced and then remarried so many times because she can live in whatever denial she wants to about him as well. And if it keeps her family unit the way she wants it to be, then why, then, you know, maybe that's a reason to do it. Also a valid point.
1: Yep. Hmm. The deep inner workings of Matthew McConaughey.
2: I think that's why he leaves that last part and Kayla
1: not to step on your toes with the bumper no, sticker proceed, that proceed.
2: knowing the truth, seeing the truth and telling the truth are all different experiences. Yeah. That's a fact makes sense.
0: That does make a lot more sense than it did
3: when I listened to it. Because
1: he's reading we it. We have I'm this you.
2: group to talk
3: things
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> now it's coming together. We all sit alone by ourselves and we're like, what the fuck? And then we come <laughs> together and we're like, what the oh, fuck? No. <laughs> it's all in the inflection.
2: Yes. That is great. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Don't ask me to use fuck, okay? Because I will. <laughs> we love that about you with we'll intent
2: love about you. yeah with intent <laughs> <laughs> um i had the next section which uh started to paint a little bit more of a picture not that we didn't already get a little bit of it of matthew's dad um and so he talks about how his dad taught the boys common sense he was a man that valued sirs and ma'ams discipline loyalty persistence work ethic humility rights of passage and respect of women, which I question um, because nothing that we've read so far has told us that yet. Um, He believed in making enough money to secure a family, but he also dabbled in things like painting and ballet. He even played for the Green Bay Packers. Also put a question mark. I'm just wondering how, when, where. I've got more questions.
1: Like to roll the dice. questions.
2: Yes. He loved to roll the dice and he loved to chase Ponzi schemes. I thought that was very interesting. And would prefer winning something instead of buying it, and dreamed of one day opening a gumbo shack on the beach in Florida. Um, He goes on to kind of just talk, paint again that picture of his dad being uh, a man who, you know, I don't want to say demanded, but I think I kind of took that from it being respected until you were, you know, man enough to prove that you deserved the respect he thought, you know, you thought you earned, and that kind of goes into another story later on in the. The book and, but he was also a man of just great, um, I guess loyalty, um, to himself, to his family. And, you know, if you, um, he fought for the underdog and if you gave him a second chance, he would never forget it. And they, he, he, talked about a story where his dad you know needed a loan to get out of some debt and they you know told him that they couldn't and he you know gave him this line of now you can shut the door on me or we can walk through this door together again very like western movie i don't know to me and he was able to get the loan um like to party drink beer and tell stories uh
1: sounds like a lot of dads in my book but i don't know yeah agreed he, he sounds very dad. Yeah, sure. Maybe a little just, aggressive. Like, yeah, I
2: was gonna say with a little more anger. <laughs> but then I don't know if it's like substance abuse, like uh, drinking. Is it substance abuse that what it was, or I'm not mm-hmm.
1: sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hmm. All right. Wow, well, interesting. Mike is the oldest of the boys. And uh, so Matthew McConaughey says that his dad had more to do with raising Mike than Pat or, or himself. Um, One, because Mike was the oldest. And then two, his dad ended up working a lot on the road. Um, He says Mike was a confident, scrappy, hardworking guy that he, um, he loves the rents of the world. He has a hippie heart. And uh, if if there was any trouble or if things got tough, he'd be the first person that you'd want in your corner. And he tells a story about when Mike was in high school, he, he grew his hair long and his football coach wanted him to cut it. He didn't want to. um, But the, but his dad told him that he needed to cut his hair. And Mike was like, well, Jesus didn't cut his hair. He had long hair too. And because the, you know, Matthew talks about that they grew up in a religious household Um, that kind of quieted his dad down for a, a moment. His dad drives right past the school and Mike is like, w-, um, you know, like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And his dad drops him off eight miles away from school. And he said, yeah, well, Jesus walked everywhere, too, and kicked him out of the car. So oh. Mike yeah mike was late to school because one he was eight miles away and two he stopped and got a haircut so um he learned you know what dad says you do side note my mom did that to us once she made us get out of the car luke and i because we were fighting but we were like literally the equivalent of like two blocks from the house we lived like we always grew up in the country but we were roughly two blocks away and she had enough and she was like walk and then drove like right next to us the whole oh, time but Love that. <laughs> she still made us walk Love um it. anyways so then later on in life uh mike is older he's out of school he's working um he sells pipe at is it gensco it's with a g so i'm guessing yes. that's how it's spelled or pronounced yes. um and that's also where their dad worked they both um sold pipe. And Mike ended up surpassing him in revenue and being a little bit better at his job, which their dad um, had a little hard time handling. And one night they were drinking and the dad was like, you know what, let's go uh, roll some pipe like we used to. And rolling pipe is a term for um, pulling up to somebody's pipe yards, dealing their pipe and just like driving off. So, Mike's curious about whose pipe he wants to roll, and it ends up being a guy who is, like, Mike's uh, most prominent client that he, you know, makes the most money off of. And he says, well, Dad, I'm not going to do that because that's my client, and I'm not going to mess that up. So, the dad's like, oh, really? You, like, you too good for it now? Anyways, this involves into a physical altercation where the dad hits Mike... Comes at him again. Mike picks up a two by four. Hits his dad across the face. Like it's absolutely unreal to me. This is like I can't like wrap my head around this kind of parenting. But um, so the dad gets up again. Mike throws gravel in his face. Um, and he's telling his, his dad like please stop. I don't want to do this with you. Like I don't. This isn't where I want to be with you. The dad keeps trying to come at him. He hits him again with the two by four. Knocks him out. like four and a half minutes according to the book mike's crying you know assuming like his dad's dead he his his dad comes to gets up with pride and says that's my boy (laughs) i'm like
1: uh
3: (laughs) what so now in his dad's eyes they're equals they're best friends they're like never have any issues again after this because Mike was man enough to take on his dad and to, like, prove his manhood. So, I'm reading this.
2: This is some real Lion King stuff. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I just want to say, I've heard this wait, story before in a different so way. So, who is, who is Scar? <laughs> <laughs> what one is Scar? It has to be his dad, right? Yeah, I guess. And so, then, yeah.
3: I was reading this, and I got me thinking about my own dad. So I text my dad and I was like, okay, we're reading this book for our podcast. And I feel like Matthew McConaughey's dad is so archaic and I just cannot wrap my head around him. And so I was like, dad, it got me wondering what to you does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a dad? How are you supposed to treat people? Um, Like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And so can I... can I tell you, like, my dad's thoughts on those things? Yeah. Please. Okay. Please. So he called me last night to talk about it. And he said that, in his opinion, that characteristics that that make a man are um, to have compassion for everyone – you have commitment to your kids, to your wife or your sp- your partner, whatever, however that looks. Um, and he even wanted to point out that sometimes you have to go to things for your kids that you don't want to go to, <laughs> like sporting events or whatever. <laughs> um, he said, you have to be able to cry. You have to be flexible, but you also need to take a stand whenever you need to. Um, he said he th- thinks it's important to keep the peace, and that could mean um, kind of um, putting your pride down when you might not want to, or apologizing when you don't want to, because it just keeps things peaceful. Compromise is important. Um, he always growing up, he always said he wants kids that listen. Like if, and even to this day, if I ask my dad, what do you want for Christmas? I want kids that listen. So, <laughs> he, said being, so he threw that in there, having kids that listen, um, He said it's important to always be involved in your kids' lives, in your friends' lives, um, to have morals. And he said, like, if he knew that any of his friends parented the way that Matthew McConaughey's dad did, did, that he he said, I wouldn't be friends with that person anymore because that's not the kind of people I'd want to be around. Um, And now he's reading the book because of the podcast and cuz I told him about it and so he's been he does the audiobook on his breaks at work.
2: Dang. Oh,
3: your dad sounds great. Yeah, that I mean, I I know I'm biased, but I
1: freaking love my dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's right. That is what makes a man. <laughs> I don't Agreed. know if Matthew McConaughey's dad was maybe a little a little wrong just going to go out there and say it. Yeah, over I don't
3: the top. think he, yeah.
1: But the bumper sticker that he ends with in that the to lose the power of confrontation is to lose the power of unity. Let's I feel like confrontation doesn't need to mean physical blows.
3: Right. No. I
1: we can I agree that we can have confrontations to discuss our differences and things that we might not agree on so that we can come to a consensus, but it does not mean that we need to be hitting people or going to war or fucking knocking your dad out with a two by four. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah.
3: I just feel like this particular story to me is very much of just that the dad was so insecure and like couldn't handle that his kid was doing, yeah, shit. was doing better in life than him. And like growing up, my parents were never, they never cared whether or not we went to college. They just wanted us to like excel in life in whatever that meant for us. But my dad always said, you know, I just want you to do more than what I did. I, and he, and he didn't ever specify what that meant. He's just like, I just feel like you guys, n- you know, need to do better than me. And so when I read this, I'm like, ah, this is just a guy who like couldn't handle it. His ego was yeah. just not able to handle it.
1: There's no, no good job, son. You're doing great. So proud yeah, of you. Like I'm like, proud of you because-
3: Yeah, not even like, "Hey, I taught you this, and this is great." No, this is like you did better than me, and now I have to. Well, but no,
2: didn't he do that at the end of it though? Because then he's like, "The that's my boy." Yeah, after
3: valid, yes, he because for some reason, being able to beat the shit out of your dad means you're a man.
2: You're, yeah, I know, and that's what the story made me uh, when I read it, kind of not think about so much the dad's like insecurities. I didn't get that. I got the. Like he was trying to make Mike go to the point where he was like a man. Like this was the test. Like, but I don't know. Again, I don't know why oh, we have sure. to resort to like gravel and two by fours. Like,
1: I don't know. You yeah, know why is that it? the the rite of passage?
2: I don't understand the logical out- logic on that one. Is there
1: a rite of passage? <laughs> I, don't I just, I have questions. I don't know.
0: Well, I guess it kind of makes sense, though, is I guess because earlier he talked about um, I'm trying to scroll while I bring this up. It was in the outlaw logic where he talked about um, you have to follow the rules until you're man enough to break them. And so yeah. it's almost like being man enough. Mike to, was man enough. Yeah. To, he was man enough to break the rules. And at that point, it was like, well, that's my boy. Like, eh, I mean, I guess I don't agree with the logic, but maybe now that we've talked it out, I can see how it kind of comes full
3: circle. Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: All right. Okay. (laughs) Is that the rites of passage that his dad
2: was so, like, known for, I guess? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Again, I I don't understand it.
0: Well, either way, I think we've all come to the conclusion that Lydia's dad is way better than Matthew McConaughey's dad. So. Yeah. Facts.
1: facts.
3: No offense, Matthew McConaughey, but
1: take that Ron batcher you love it just take it and love it
3: (laughs) i think we uh
2: have bashed matthew mcconaughey
1: dead enough. yeah
2: his whole family
1: his whole family
2: mcconaughey clan i
1: mean there's i mean we didn't talk about this but there's a picture of his mom's four time broken middle finger yeah
2: yeah that's true yeah and his dad broke it four times are we supposed to feel
1: sorry for him
2: him or her sense. or them Ooh, or all of
1: them? Like Yeah. Like Who gets all the of symp-
2: them? my deepest sympathies? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Where do these go?
1: Jeez. I don't know. Yeah. It,
2: but it almost seems like that picture is kind of like a badge of like, yeah. yeah, Tough living. Look what I've been through. Yeah.
1: I, I don't mean, know. We've come to some conclusions. I think we made some important points.
0: I do and too. Like, overall,
1: I think... yes, I do feel like there's been a fair amount of family bashing. <laughs> well they maybe
3: they maybe had it coming (laughs) I'm just a bit of a I'm just more of a gentle parent so these are these are hard for me to read and not just like my heart kind of hurts for what little kids see yes
1: yes. just aghast yeah simply so next time we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going through outlaw logic um, yeah, we'll just make our way. We we might finish that first part, I think. We'll see. Follow along. <laughs> Follow along
0: as we make it all make sense,
3: <laughs> at least to ourselves.
1: We gotta get yeah. to the Australia part. That was just intriguing. That is the part where I'm like,
3: not all this is true, or not, not not that it's not true, but not exaggerated. Right. I didn't like all of that stuff.
1: No, I. I had a lot of questions. Yes. Again. <laughs> Nobody's answering them. It's time to start tweeting. Back to the Twitter. Yeah. Excuse me, McConaughey. I have some things <laughs> I'd <laughs> like to
2: clarify. Now that
0: your Jessie- book's been
1: out for some time. I have questions. Jesse's going to
0: start with, it's not you, it's me. It's me.
1: <laughs> it's definitely
2: not you. It's definitely me.